a very passionate, very hot-button civic issue here in our city. Uh, our next guest wrote a great piece uh, about it. He's a columnist for the Edmonton Journal, no stranger to our show, talking about how the zoning bylaw and the public hearings around it were a watershed moment for Edmonton's council and for public discourse. So let's get into it with Keith Gerine. Keith, thank you so much for making the time. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, no problem. Good afternoon. Okay, so this was obviously a huge issue. Um, Almost 300 people signed up to speak at at council. Were you surprised at all to see this turnout, to see the response from Edmontonians? Yeah, this is uh, a a really unusual number to show up to City Hall to to talk about an issue. And and close to half of them were supporters, which is even more unusual. Usually the folks that uh, come to a public hearing are, are folks that are uh, want to oppose something. Um, so this was this was a, a heck of a turnout, and, and especially, you know, in the lead-up to this, we were hearing from some of the critics that the city just had not done enough engagement, that not enough people were aware of, of the changes going on, and I suspect there is still some, some ignorance out there, but the fact that we had, you know, 300 people sign up to speak indicates to me that um, we have seen... Uh, quite an improvement in awareness and engagement uh, since this was rolled out uh, some months ago. Do you think, Keith, that it's all positive? Because kind of coincidentally, at the same time, we were looking at the fact that this council is now approaching its halfway mark in power. Uh, You've written about it. We've spoken to guests about it. Do you think that this suggests a lack of faith in this council? Um, that certainly is a possibility. Uh, there is, you know, this is a, a council that has uh, been more aggressive on uh, uh, pushing a certain agenda, uh, progressive values, uh, more equity in the city. Uh, the zoning renewal here is a uh, uh, an exercise in equity to some degree to try to accommodate um, income people and younger people who maybe can't afford to get into the housing market now. Um, And so I think maybe that has surprised some people as to how aggressive this council has been. They may not have believed that uh, that was going to happen, but, um, you know, these these councillors, at least the progressive camp on council, has been quite... quite determined to implement uh, the things that they said they were going to do in their election platform. Um, and so, you know, this zoning renewal is, is, a, is probably their signature piece of policy around that right now. Um, and uh, we'll see, you know, I, th- I think it has surprised some people, uh, the scale of the changes. Yeah, and, you know, I think proponents for the zoning bylaws thinking and hoping that maybe some more density, some more housing uh, could mean more affordability. That was kind of the crux of a, a lot of the issues that people were speaking about. So what do you think having so many voices weigh in on affordability concerns says to this council and suggests that maybe we need to focus on as a city? Yeah, I mean, this is a, this has obviously kind of been the big issue uh, the last couple of years was around affordability with the inflation rates we've seen, the, the increases in energy prices, uh, and so on. We just today, um, you know, city administration revealed a proposed budget that will have a 7%, over 7% tax increase next year if it's approved by council, and 5% the next two years after that. Uh, so this, this speaks directly to the affordability issue. And it, when it comes to housing, this is it's no different here. Um, and this was a huge point of contention during the zoning hearings. Uh, whether this, you know, up zoning, whether you, whether allowing more density 
across the, the city in all neighborhoods at the same time, whether that would improve affordability of housing or, um, you know, increase land prices to the point that it would actually make things less affordable in terms of housing. And unfortunately, we're just not going to know the answer to that for a few years until this plays out. And there's, uh, you know, a hundred other things that affect the housing market as well. Uh, but obviously, this is on people's minds, um, not just the affordability of getting into the housing market, but all of the associated costs that come with uh, with density, um, you know, the city's costs for sprawl uh, weighed against the city's costs for having to uh, put in new infrastructure to accommodate higher density communities. There's a lot of factors to this. What about the the tone of the people that were speaking in opposition to the zoning bylaw? You mentioned in your piece that it wasn't just the the NIMBY crowd, which I think is a term that now we've all seen so much uh, after all of these hearings have taken place, the not-in-my-backyard crowd. You mentioned that it wasn't just those type of people. So do you think that this was a really healthy, kind of balanced argument on both sides? It was, uh, there was definitely some of that NIMBY crowd there. Um, and, you know, th- these were folks that, uh, you know, have some understandable fears of, you know, they, they bought and have lived into in a certain neighborhood uh, under certain conditions. They like, you know, the quietness, uh, the great spaces uh, that they have and want to protect it and don't want to see a sort of radical change. Um, I think there's some real flaws to that argument. The city is growing and evolving and, and those neighborhoods are, are all are going to have to change. It's inevitable. Uh, whether we, you know, approve a zoning bylaw or not. Um, But I was really gratified to hear that there was a lot of opponents uh, who were not expressing that view and instead came to council saying, you know what, we should probably just delay this a little bit uh, until more people are are kind of aware of the changes and can contribute to them. And we think we can even make some improvements to the zoning bylaw if we wait a little bit longer. And they offered some really kind of constructive criticism about, you know, maybe we need to embed uh, more uh, climate and environmental uh, provisions in these zoning bylaws to maybe, say, require all new builds to have EV readiness or solar readiness. Or maybe we need to have some mechanisms in place uh, for larger developments to have to contribute to community amenities, things like that. And council heard those, and they made some motions uh, afterwards, after the the bylaw was passed, to study those things, that, and those things could be added to the zoning bylaw in the past, in the future, I should say. So, um, it was I thought a really, really fascinating discussion on both sides, and I, I I was really impressed with the Edmontonians who came out and who were engaged in this uh, and had a lot of interesting things to contribute. What about the vote itself, Keith? Eleven to two. Does it kind of suggest that maybe this was a done deal? What do you think that says to people that were involved in the hearing? I think it was largely predetermined. Councillors are not supposed to have made up their minds prior to going into a public hearing. They're supposed to keep an open mind. But a lot of them were certainly leaning in a certain direction, heavily leaning in a certain direction. And in part, it's because they have been the ones directing the city administration. And this goes back to the previous council as well. They've been the ones directing the administration to go in this direction and, and telling folks that they we needed a change to our development patterns and, and that zoning was going to be a key part of that. So, yeah, I, I mean, there were going to have to be some really um, persuasive, compelling arguments from the opponents to get council leaning the other way. And that, and that there just wasn't enough of that. I think the majority of councillors felt it was best to just pass the bylaw now, knowing that we're probably going to be some gaps and holes, and they'd fix it after the fact. 
So with all of this response from the city for this specific issue, what do you think this means for us moving forward? Do you expect that in other issues we're going to have big responses like this and hundreds of people lining up at City Hall to talk to council, or do you think this is a one-off? Uh, I'm not aware of anything else on council's agenda of this scope and scale. Like This is land use across the city, a complete change to how the city is planning to develop. And I, so I'm not aware of anything else over the next two years that would maybe uh, affect as many people uh, in the same way. Um, however, a 7% budget a uh, hike or a tax hike in the next year, that could bring some people out. That's certainly a possibility. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, this, this I think, is sort of like the one moment in each council's term where they, you know, they, they attract a crowd. Uh, this was the issue for this council in past councils. It was maybe the arena deal or the city center airport. Um, but I think for these four years, uh, th- this was the big piece of policy that, uh, that everybody was waiting for. For someone like you who's covering these these issues at City Hall, how exciting is it to see something that kind of turns into into a, a moment of drama? Uh, it, it's it's certainly interesting. It's it's certainly better than. Uh you know, debates over whether to uh, increase transit fares a quarter or, uh, <laughs> you know, whether garbage pickup is, uh, you know, 10 minutes uh, not frequent enough or, or that those kinds of things uh, can get a little dry at times. So this was, you know, obviously a big, complicated, juicy piece of policy. I say that knowing I'm talking about zoning here, which is usually not uh, not something that uh, people want to bring up at parties if they want to uh, if they want to be uh, popular uh, at those parties. So, uh, but it, it because I you know it did turn into this. Um, this big debate over land use and how we want to develop in the city and how we want to fight climate change and how we want our transportation patterns to go and uh, whether this will help city uh, the city become more affordable, not just for the city itself, but also for homeowners and, and people living here. Um, I, it touched a lot of people in a lot of different ways. And so I, I was... Um, I wasn't sure what to expect from the discussions, but it, it was uh, everything I hoped for and more. I think people were really engaged in the future of the city. That's great to see. Yeah, yeah, it is. Keith, thank you so much for making the time to talk about it, and uh, we always appreciate you having having you as a guest. No problem. Thanks, thanks, Chelsea. Take care. Okay, take care. That's Keith Jirai, columnist for the Edmonton Journal, uh, wrote a piece called The Zoning Hearings Were a Watershed Moment for Edmonton's Council and for Public Discourse.